Geekish Chaos, episode 67, comic commentary with Paul and Jeremy featuring mostly Hunt the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns, book number three. Welcome back to Geekish Cast Comic Commentary. My name is Jeremy, and I am geeky, and I am joined by Paul Vieira, the one and only. What's up, Paul? What's going on, Jeremy? I had to get a little prince in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Let me pour out some of my 40 here real quick for him. No shit. I, I don't think he drank, so I'm just going to drink mine yeah. myself. Yeah. It's been a shitty week for... Oh, it's been a shitty year. Yeah, that's true. You know, Glenn Fry, we lost Lemmy back in uh, December. Mm. Um, it's just been a rough year. You know, Merle Haggard and Prince, you know, on and on and on. Yeah. But, but anyhow, those uh, our listeners who were with us uh, from Monday's episode already heard me and Larry Nemechek do this. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may may not need to do it no, again. No, we don't. Yeah. But um, so now you're in the process of moving, and we've been trying to get to the third book of The Dark Knight Returns for. A month almost, it feels like. I don't a, know. a month, a month, I think. Yeah, um, but but now I think we're we're set. We can sit down and kind of start heading that direction, right? Yeah, we got a little break in between movies that are interrupting our conversations. Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, talking about The Dark Knight Returns, I think The Dark Knight Returns was the first movie where, or I'm sorry, the first comic where it sets up that the movie the Waynes were watching the night they were gunned down mm-hmm. was The Mark of Zorro. Um, it's possible. Yeah. Which, of course, is interesting because Batman is basically a Zorro knockoff. Yeah, I think he definitely touches it in, uh, in uh, Batman Begins. Like, yeah. He actually uses the words. But, oh, yeah, I mean, he's essentially... I mean, he gets that well, idea from him. And that's yeah. the movie they were watching, so definitely yeah. in later comic books... They say that Bruce got the idea from. Yep. You know, and, now, and you saw that in the new Batman versus Superman, they're leaving the theater, and there's the Mark of Zorro and the Excalibur posters, right? No, I did not notice that there was an Excalibur poster there at all. Because I only, I only, I've only seen it once. I haven't been able to go back to see it yet. Because I want okay. to see it twice. Um, just to get, you know, like a new set of eyes on it. But yeah, yeah, I didn't notice it the first time because at that point I was just like shaking my head. My hand was in, you know, my head was in my hand because I was so furious that they're showing another Batman origin. Another origin yeah. story. Yeah. I, I don't think you're the first person to say that either. Oh. A lot of people are like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I must have missed that part when I was in my fit of anger. Yeah. So, um, one of the things, uh, well, I'm going to bounce off the movie a few times with this. Mm. There's a part in the Dark Knight Returns book three where Superman is ruminating on how Batman is going to fuck it up for everybody yet again. Yeah, he's he's going and doing this thing, and he's he's got his inner monologue, and he's getting super pissed because um, he just can't leave well enough alone, and he's going to ruin everything, and they're going to come after everybody. Yeah, Batman's not pleased. I mean, Superman's not pleased with Batman. Not pleased at all. And in his thoughts about it, he's thinking to a point where at some trial, Batman said that, yes, we're criminals. We've always been criminals. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, laughs in the face of the, you know, the Senate here yeah. or whatever. He's like, we've always been criminals. 
Yeah. And which is not wrong. Vigilantism is essentially it's a crime. crime. Yeah, it's a crime. Yeah. It, no, it absolutely is a crime. I mean, taking taking the law into your own hands, mm-hmm. almost never. What's that old saying that Gandhi used, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind? Yeah. Yeah. So the the thing I was thinking about is that before, you know, we know Superman's motives in going after Batman. He's been ordered to do so. Yeah, I mean, he gives him his little, you know, warning in the film and, oh, and, and, in the comic. comic, yeah, yeah, like he's been ordered. So he basically Reagan's like doesn't want to cause a fuss. So Batman's like, I'll talk to him. Or Superman's like, I'll talk to Batman. And they do in the scene in this in issue number three, he goes and talks to him, and he's like, one of these days, you know, someone's gonna tell me to stop you. And Batman says, you know, may the best man win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he tells him, I'm gonna have to come after you you don't knock this crap off and, and Batman is not <laughs> at all threatened by this at all. He's like, bring it essentially. Yeah. Not in the slightest. He's like, uh, I've got a dossier on you and every other comic, <laughs> comic book hero I've ever met. Yeah. I can handle yeah, all he, of you. He's not scared. Yeah. Um, so what this had me thinking about, and I, I, we've all seen it in a few places now, or most of us have, so, in Batman vs. Superman, there is the Excalibur poster on the movie theater next to the Mark of Zorro. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw it, I thought, well, there must be something to that, but I didn't think about it again, and that was that. And then recently, I have seen where people are writing about the fight between Lancelot and King Arthur mm-hmm. is a mirror of the fight between Batman and Superman. Now, I don't know when the last time you watched that movie was. It's been a while. I love that movie, though, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, but why don't you hit the, the high points? Sure thing. And, well, you know, I'll do, I'll do a couple simple ones real quick. Um, we'll, we'll, just, we'll go to the kryptonite spear. When Batman is setting up for the fight, mm-hmm. he plunges the kryptonite spear into the ground, into the concrete, into stone. If, if, Holy if, crap. if we, yeah, <laughs> if we need to get really hit in the fucking face with it, there it is. He drives the kryptonite spear into stone, mm-hmm. setting up the fight as he's preparing for the place. Not so obviously. If you don't know the story, King Arthur's father, Uther Pendragon, in the movie Excalibur, which is a shortened version of Lamar de Arthur by Thomas Mallory, mm-hmm. As he is defeated by basically betrayed by using the sword for his own purposes instead of using it to unite the people of England and rule them as a merciful king, he's dying. He drives it into a piece of stone. Merlin the wizard comes up and says, whoever pulls this sword from the stone shall be the right-born king of England. Mm -hmm. Arthur, as a young man, draws the sword from the stone, and then he spends the rest of the movie struggling with fulfilling his own will and fulfilling the will of the people of England or the Brightons. So there comes a point where Arthur's knights are facing down, and they're all wearing black, and they're facing down another knight on a bridge, and nobody can beat him. This knight is dressed in shining chrome armor, riding a white charger. Just the sun gleams off of them, you know, and they're just, you know, perfect in every way. And so Arthur, seeing that none of his knights can beat him, rides up and basically takes it on himself to fight Lancelot, who he cannot beat. 
He and then he calls on the power of the sword to defeat Lancelot. And as he lands the killing blow on Lancelot, he smashes the sword, kills Lancelot, and then realizes that he is the bad guy in the fight. Mm-hmm. He throws the sword into the water and basically announces his hubris and his shame and that he does not deserve Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And the Lady of the Lake raises the sword out of the water hole and restores Lancelot to life. Now, for those of you who remember the fight scene between <laughs> Batman and Superman... Yeah, that's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Super, uh, Batman basically uses kryptonite, which the spear is made out of, to cheat to get the handle on Superman. And then when he hears that... He hears Clark saying the Martha name, which I know everybody's making fun of. That's the moment Batman realizes he's the bad guy. He throws the spear away, in which Lois then throws into the water and then retrieves later so they can use it against Doomsday. No, you're 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 absolutely right. I think a lot of people don't they have a hard time with that and they don't understand that 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 Batman is not just in his fight against Superman. Which is we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. you know, in most of the time when they fight, um, Batman is the just one. You know, he's the underdog and you root for the underdog because he's right. Either Superman's possessed or he's he's gone crazy or whatever it may be. Like he has to beat Superman because if Superman doesn't win, something bad's gonna happen. From the very get go exactly. of this movie, you're like, you know Batman is wrong. You're like, No, Superman's a good guy. You are wrong. You know, and 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 that's why I think and that's why Batman kills and that's why Batman you know just doesn't feel right, something's going on with him. This is a fallen Batman who's strayed from the path, who's lost his way the moment that Robin was killed by the Joker, I'm assuming, you know, from the setup. Like he's not the Batman he used to be. He's he's gone crazy, you know, he's just given in to his anger and and it takes Superman to bring him back, you know, bring the hope back into into Batman, and even says at the end of the movie, you know, like he's failed uh, Superman in life, but he won't fail him to death, you know, right? Like he brings him back onto the righteous path, but he's dead wrong. Like he he's you know he's essentially the bad guy in that fight. Oh, he he's not just essentially; he is the bad guy in the fight. Yeah, and he has to be faced with his hypocrisy. Mm-hmm to understand what has happened. And, but this got me thinking, let's go back to The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. We know Superman's motive. He went he warned him off, and he said, look, somebody is going to make me come after you. Yep. And sure enough, Batman doesn't cool his shit down, and he is ordered. Superman is ordered by the President of the United States. Am, am I remembering wrong, and we're going to jump around, I know we're supposed to be focusing on book three, but we kind of need to accelerate our, <laughs> because of our, our waywardness. Um, am I wrong, Did or did Batman just want to fight Superman to prove that he could fight Superman? Um, a little bit is that, I know he's expecting it's going to happen, but he's not expecting it to happen so quick. You know, like mm-hmm. in the beginning of the issue where he's uh, fighting Bruno, you know, our awesome uh, Nazi girl with her swash nipples. You know, Superman finally is starting to make himself known, and he's just like, no, not now. You know, 
he doesn't he doesn't want to have to deal with Superman right away, but he knows this coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a little bit of he does not like who Superman has turned into. Right, a lapdog of the man, yeah. basically. You know, because Batman is very you know anti-authoritative at this point, mm-hmm. and, and so he doesn't. He wants. I think Batman wants to go to go back to where it was before, where they were heroes, you know, and doing the right thing. And he, he thinks Superman is totally, you know, stands against that. He's he's right. You know, he does not want to be he's, Superman. He does not want to turn into Superman and be the lapdog. And uh, so I think he definitely wants to put Superman in his place, or at least remind him, you know, what it's like to be a hero again. Yeah. Well, that and there's also that there's Batman was also using the fight with Superman as a distraction as well. Yes. But um, because he needed to set up his own death. You know what? We might as well just kind of go out as far as we can. And then if we need to do a wrap up next week before we move on, we'll just kind of go with it. Because I wanted I wanted to kind of compare and contrast Batman versus Superman with the Dark Knight Returns a little bit. There are things in this book that Zack Snyder referenced wrongly. Yes, but I don't. I don't think he did so maliciously. I just think he didn't understand the source material. No, he absolutely he he absolutely didn't. Like, I've been a huge defender of the film mm-hmm. um, because I don't think it's as bad as it it, it you know Rotten Tomatoes says it is. You know, um, I thought no. it was good. Um, there was issues with it. You know, we talked about. I thought it, it should have been two movies, yeah. but yeah. But um, you know, the big thing is when he he went on an interview and he said that. Um, he did reference Dark Knight Returns, and it's very clear. I mean, he he took straight lines and scenes oh, from absolutely. it and put it in Dark Knight Returns. But you know, when he says that in Dark Knight Returns, Batman kills all the time, which is like a blatantly false statement. Yeah. Batman never once kills in Dark Knight Returns, and even Lana Lane says that during an interview, one of the like talk shows when they're doing like you know the back and forth thing because she's pro Batman. He's like, he's never killed once. And, he, and even his, her opponent is like true, but he's responsible for all these deaths with the sons of Batman that, uh, even though, um, it's not in this issue, but it's the next issue. Um, he, he's kind of like, he doesn't condone what they're doing, but he's, he's kind of like, he's focused. He's turned a blind eye. Yeah, to he's it. focusing on right now. And especially in this issue, he's focusing on Joker. And, right. and Dark Knight does a great job of – there's like two things going on in every issue. So there's the main thing. So in issue three, he's he's his main thing is Joker. So Joker's about to go on the talk show and kill everybody. So he's after Joker. But at the same time, it's also setting up for the next issue with the fight with Superman. So it's like two things going on in every issue, it's setting up for the next battle. And then there's also the main uh, protagonist going on during that issue too. In that particular book, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he does not at any, no, at any point does he kill in the dark. Night well, and it, there was one I didn't even, cause I had questions, especially on this reread where he grabs that. It looked like a 50 caliber, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mounted, you know, bipod or tripod gun, mm-hmm. but he pulls the trigger. Here's the thing that you pointed out. Cause I'm thinking, well, he could have killed that guy, but you said later, he goes, well, look, you said if he had killed somebody, 
wouldn't the police commissioner have added that to the warrant for his arrest? Yeah. And yeah, they, she would have. I, by its omission, we can prove that he hasn't killed anybody. Yeah, because Yandel would have jumped on the chance to add, add that to the warrant. Oh, to add a capital crime? Absolutely. Yeah, murder, the murder was not as one of the offenses. And yeah. She adds all the time. And in this issue, even in this issue, she they uh, they see Robin, and she adds child endangerment to the charges. Yes. Because so, she's catching the sink in every charge she can get. So if you would have killed one of the mutants in the you know that that issue, she definitely would have added murder to the, to the charges. So he doesn't kill anyone. Yeah. Well, well, and the proof of that's in the pudding. Uh, this story. Oh. Well, this is the face down. This is the if there was ever somebody Batman should kill, mm-hmm. it's the Joker. Oh. You you know the quote right? Yeah, absolutely. So just a quick rundown of the issue. Yep. Um, so Bat, um, Joker is scheduled to appear on a talk show. So, and then he does appear. And through this time, he he's basically shaking down mutants, or not the mutants anymore. Joker, some of the mutants have joined Joker's gang. He's shaking them down for information. He finds, you know, finds out what he's planning, and um, he's gonna go to stop the Joker. Whatever he's doing, well, he come comes face to face with the cops because the cops are obviously there and while he's trying to get through the cops the cops essentially to me this is the cops fault because the police are fight, so busy fighting fighting batman joker's allowed to kill everyone in the audience and this happens and and i love how batman and in this issue particularly every time joker kills somebody he adds it to a list. Batman's like, I'm going to add that to the list of the people I've allowed you to kill by not killing you myself. Yeah. So even he knows that maybe there's like some inner turmoil, inner battle that maybe he should have killed the Joker because every time Joker kills, he blames himself. Yeah. He counts that death on himself when the Joker kills. But, and even, even with that, even with that guilt, um, when it comes down, when they finally do face off at the end of the issue, when they go to the you know the the carnival or whatever maybe, and they have that battle, he still cannot kill the Joker, and he hasn't dead of rights. He breaks his neck, he breaks the yep. Joker's neck, and, but leaves it at that. But leaves it. He cannot. He does not break his own one rule. Yeah. And and this Batman look. <laughs> We need to set up a little bit. This is not the traditional Batman at this point. Um, this The Batman in the comics at this point wouldn't just kick a mugger and cr- break his spine. This yeah. Batman will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, he, and he did in the first book. You know, you may, if you're lucky, you may walk again. He's not going to die, but he may walk again, you know. Yeah, this Batman is a little bit more ruthless. This Batman would brand people, yes. you know, like he did in the movie. Um, so he, he's crossing a lot more lines than you know, the traditional Batman, but he still is not going to kill. And he has no. every right to. I mean, Joker's just killing people left and right. And um, I love the quote that Batman says. I mean, Joker says, because um, they ask him, you know, how many people have you killed? And Joker's like, I, you know, I don't keep count, but you do. And that's why I love you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that quote in this book, in this issue. Because Joker is all about the theatrics, you know, like yep. he, he, if it's not for the world to see, he's not going to do it, you know, and he loves that, um, 
Batman, the whole thing, the whole thing with Batman. He he loves it. He he just gives a kick out of it. That's why he comes out of the coma to begin with. You know, Batman's back. He likes to play. He he loves all of it. And um, even though Batman breaks his neck in this, Joker kind of went like he goes out thinking he just beat Batman. Oh, it he takes it as a win. He this is one of those deals that well they call it the Batman Gambit now, but it's also the Xanatos Gambit. Mm-hmm. It's that even if I lose, I've still won. Mm-hmm. I've got this worked out to the point. And for the Joker, what the Joker wanted was Batman to murder him. Yep. And that failing that, the Joker made it look like Batman yeah, murdered him. Absolutely. At that point, murder is added to the, <laughs> you know the long list of you know convictions that they're going to put on Batman because you know he says no one's going to believe you. This is what they see. He he knows that he's got Batman. That they're going to think oh, yeah. that Batman just killed him. And I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. It was such a great uh, ending to their relationship. You know, them from, you know, we talked about before, them being in the tunnel of love and then this great, you know, fight scene and Joker winning. You know, they they both win, essentially. Like, it's like a draw. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. His greatest enemy and it ends essentially in a draw. Well, it's what what they call it the the uh, Pyrrhic victory. Yeah, uh, there was a I can't remember how to say the guy's name now, but there was a a Greek general um, who won a battle, but even though he won it, he still lost. Yeah, um, but uh, now, you know what? Yeah, Batman Batman gets out with his with his life. I'd still say the Joker won. Oh yeah, he he. How many how many more bodies go on that body count? I mean, because, fuck, the Joker's shooting kids at the point where they're at the fair. Yeah, yeah, dude, I mean, dude the Joker is so awesome in this. He just does not give yeah. two shits. He, you know, he just kills all these kids, giving them the cotton candy, you know, and just just shooting random people. I mean, I love the Joker in this. He just does not, mm-hmm. he, he, there's absolutely no remorse. He's a total psychopath. And um, he he essentially did win because, you know, if this did not go down the way it did, would Batman fake his death and go into hiding in the next issue? No, uh, this is probably the catalyst of that. You know, absolutely, or, I'm not going to say yeah, partially. This is the catalyst of that decision. There's no way he, he he's going to get out of this. Yeah, you know, Gordon officially in this issue, he you know he goes to the banquet and officially you know introduces you know Yandel as the new commissioner, you know. And he still does does not is not going to have Batman's back in any way, shape, or form. He oh, had, no. he has no backup in the police department anymore. He's not getting out of this. Like they're never going to stop until they arrest Batman. He he's essentially forced to fake his own death or go into hiding um, because Joker made it made them believe set up a scene where everyone think he just murdered him. Yes. So if it wasn't for like. He, he killed the Batman. Joker kills the Batman in this issue. Yeah, in in, in the long and in, in the long and the fully fleshed out. Yeah, you're right. Joker not only wins this story or this issue. Yeah. Joker's won the long haul too because he's destroyed Batman. He has no he has no choice. Yeah, I've never even played it out that far in my head. You're absolutely right. That's what I took away from this. I mean, it's just. I mean, Frank Miller just does such a great job. In this book, it's ridiculous. You know, it's the end of the Batman. I mean, eventually he comes back and, you know, 
but we are not going to talk about Dark Knight Strikes. Well, we don't. We don't. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that book. We are absolutely not going to talk about that book. That one. Does well, you know. Yeah. Well, let's. You know, we'll we'll do the we'll finish up. You know, all the little points of the next book or the fourth book, The Dark Knight Returns, next week. Mm-hmm. But let's start kicking around. What what do we want to do next? Because we're coming up on the end of this, and we've spent a little. <laughs> we wandered around a bit, but we're just about done with The Dark Knight Returns. What do you think? Um, well, I would like to do anything, but I know you're kicking around the idea for Identity Crisis. I am kicking around Identity Crisis. Which I love, and it'll make people angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm all about that. Um, yeah. If any of the listeners have an idea, too, that'd be great, you know, and talk about it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Comment or on Facebook. I'd be down to do anything, because yeah. I read everything. I mean, <laughs> so... I always like to talk about books because, you know, I try to talk about work and everybody looks at me sideways. I'm the guy at work that everyone watches a movie and like, I don't understand this. Can you please explain it to me? Well, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's how this, this podcast started. My wife's like, would you shut the fuck up about Star Wars? <laughs> I'm like, fine, I'll buy a microphone then. <laughs> talk to people who like to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if anybody out there listening, um, you know, you can get us at, at the Geekish Cast on Twitter. You can email me at Jeremy, Jeremy at GeekishCast.com. Um, and Facebook, if you want to pop on there, facebook.com slash geekishcast and shoot us a note. More than happy to entertain any comics you'd like to hear us read and talk about. So feel free to reach out to us. We are looking at Identity Crisis, which, Paul, I didn't realize it was this fucking hated. No, me neither. Yeah. You no, know, it's just so funny. It was like literally like I think it was the day of or the day before you, you know, you messaged me and said, I want, should we talk about this next? That I was reading an article about how much people hate that book. Yeah. And I love that book. I think it's, there are things in there that bother me, mm-hmm. but I think that's part of what made it good. Cause I'm like, Holy fuck. I can't believe you did that. Holy fuck. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe all the sacred cows being killed in this story. And while some of my hate, look, I, I love the Giffen and Mateus years on justice league. And this shit's all over parts of those, you know? And I think that like we were talking before, that has a lot to do with it because I'm not like an old DC guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously I grew up as a kid and I knew who Batman and I knew who Superman was, but, uh, you know, I didn't really start reading comics until the nineties, you know, what, what 91 was when X-Men number one came out, I think, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So I was 12, you know, so I was at that point. I'm starting to read comics. You know, before that, I wasn't reading anything because I was too young. So right. I was, you know, started on Marvel, and then of course, Image came out in '90s, so I started reading that. Uh, it wasn't until I was in high school that I was like, you know, I was like, this stuff's kind of silly. You know, so I started branching out, reading Dark Knight Returns and reading other things and reading more, you know, DC things. Now I read everything, but I don't have that history of these characters. So there was nothing to ruin to me when I read identity crisis. So, right. so all I saw was it at its, at face value, you know, a, a story about these characters that I didn't really know anything about. Oh yeah. So the, the B list characters, you wouldn't even have had a warm and fuzzy spot. No. Like I did for some of them. No, yeah. I didn't. So all I saw was just for the book itself, the, the quality, the art, the writing. And I was like, this is an amazing story. And it got me interested in some of those other characters. I was like, this is just a great story. You know, it was just like when, like, 52 came out. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that was all B-listers. Yes, it was. And I loved 52. 
Yeah, the the initial fifty two was great. I also like the the suspense of reading it weekly. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah. these are characters I didn't know about. Nobody that caught my eye or was like, oh, I want to read this because you know Batman's in it or Flash because you know Flash is probably my favorite DC character. But I love that story. It was just a well written story, and again, Crest is one of those stories. It's well written. It kept me saying, holy crap, is this really happening to these superheroes, quote unquote? That it was so dark and just so suspenseful, and you know, and I like that stuff. I like the thriller. That's why I like Batman. Like mm-hmm. I like the Batman stories where. You know, like Dark Knight Returns, where there's something going on, and he's got to, you know, dig at dig it. Dig at it. Yeah. You know, I don't just like, oh, I'm this strong guy, and I'm going to punch you, and it's just, you know, a comic that's all punching. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but I like this detective work. I like the suspense, and I like this darker stuff when I'm reading these books. And Identity Crisis hit that on all marks to, for me. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't until later that I realized people were like, screw this book. I can't believe they did this. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I had that. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really like this book. Then that's when I call, get called like a Marvel fanboy or something. You know, I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. You know, <laughs> I have the history that you guys do. Yeah, no, I can see where that would come from. All right, Paul, I'm, let's go ahead and wrap up for now, and then I'll get a hold of you this week, and we'll plan out book four and how we're going to wrap up The Dark Knight Returns. Absolutely. We're going to have to talk about Rebirth here like very shortly, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit, those are coming out, the ne- what, next month? Well, yeah, so June is, the, I think, is when the first issue. The official rollout. Yeah, so, yeah, so we're still yeah, we're still a month away. And I plan on reading all of them, because New 52, I only read like a little bit because I was – so yeah, like, well, what the hell's going on with this? I think my son's like, read I, more than I have. <laughs> I I applaud people for trying new things, but when you try new things and it sucks, and you just go, "Nope, we're going with it." Oh no, it doesn't suck. You're all wrong. So yeah, I plan on reading then, every single issue of Rebirth. So yeah. when that happens, we can at least talk about, you know, all right, this is the whole lineup. Oh. These are the you know the the team, the creative teams, and we can talk about that too. And hopefully it goes back on track. Well, I just want it to feel like a DC universe that I know. And I, that is, I think that is the whole goal of this. So yeah. we'll see if it, I, if it is it's the case. Even though it's a, it's not a reboot. It's just a continuation of New Fifty Two with those old themes. Kind of back. Yeah, that's and that's that's fine. They can they can thread it back in. That's I, I don't I don't care about that so much. Yeah, but it's supposed to feel like it was pre, you know, Flashpoint. Yeah. Well, cool. All right, Paul. You know what? I, I should probably set you up with a uh, Geekish Cast uh, email address, huh? Uh, that's fine. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. So we'll do that. So, everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, we are uh, findable on the web at geekishcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. Paul, thank you for coming in. No problem, man. Anytime. All right. I'll talk to you in a few days. All right.